0: everyone. This is Regina. Hi, horse lovers. This is Lynn. This week on the Horse Industry Podcast. Horse show hangovers. Lynn, they suck. I am in a
1: definite horse show hangover mode for (sighs) sure.
0: You know, and there's different horse show hangovers. Like we were talking before we started recording and there are different horse show hangovers. There's the weekend. First, there's the day show. Horse show hangover. You're sunburnt, you're tired, you're dehydrated, you're dusty, you're dirty. You leave at the butt crack of dawn to get there and you get home at midnight. Yeah. And they're usually, since they're day shows, they're usually outside. And so the sun is beating down on you and the grass is up to your knees or your ankles. And it's usually wet in the morning. And so your socks are wet and, and your shoes are that. wet. I hate that. And then whatever you wore, it's usually like a cotton t shirt. It's too hot by 10 o'clock in the morning and you've drank through all your coffee and you've gone to the bathroom 14 times because you had all the coffee. So then you're already dehydrated. So that's horse show hangover for a day show. And then there's the weekend horse show hangover.
1: You leave on Thursday night or Friday morning to get there. And then you bust your butt to drive home Sunday evening Mm -hmm. to be able to make it to work on Monday.
0: Absolutely. And when you leave on Thursday, it's like, okay, you're looking at the clock, you're at work. It's like three o'clock, 3.30 four, you just want to bust out of there. And so you finally bust out of there at five, you go home, you pack, you throw everything in the trailer. If you haven't already done it, you get on the road, you go, you have the adrenaline going, you're so excited to get there and it's dark and you're unloading and you're, but you're, you're pumped, right? You're
1: still pumped. It's still early. You're still pumped. And you haven't had that agony of defeat yet. Right.
0: (laughs) You have all this hope and you're like, this is going to be a great weekend. And I get to see my friends and you get there, you unpack. And then you go through the show through the weekend. And like you said, on Sunday night, you drive home and you're exhausted. Hopefully, you are it's a happy exhausted. Hopefully, you're looking at the back seat at your ribbons or trophies (laughs) or awards or whatever you want,
1: or there's nothing in the back seat and you're just defeated, completely deflated and defeated, ready to throw in the towel and give Um, up.
0: Yeah. Or you're counting your points in your head. Yeah. Or like what I do a lot of times, I talk to my horse show friends on the way home when we're both traveling. Like, oh, did you you remember that go I had in the Western Pleasure? I mean... Fun, fun, fun. So that's, so that's the weekend horse show hangover. Then there's like the majors, the majors horse show hangovers. Like you and I talked, I was down in Tulsa and Fort Worth for the Pinot and Paint World Shows. I was gone almost four weeks. You have been at multi-week show trips. That's like almost completely going to a foreign country.
1: Yeah. And you just come home dehydrated. <laughs> and it's not all
0: from alcohol. <laughs> No, but that can be a big contributing factor.
1: It can, it can. I I mean, but mostly you just don't take the time to drink enough water or you just sweat so much that you can't replace all the water that you've
0: sweated off. Well, that's over not only a day or a couple days or a long weekend, that's weeks of living literally an alternative lifestyle out of a trailer or a bus or a motorhome or a hotel room. I mean, the rhythm of your life, changes dramatically when you go to a major horse show.
1: Yeah. And I was telling Kevin too, like it's relaxing. Like, so we were gone for three weeks and, and you were too. You were gone for a long time. So when you're living in your tiny home at the horse, tra- at the horse show, you have different responsibilities. Like, I didn't, well, I did have laundry piling up, but there's not a washer or dryer there. So you just continue to let the laundry pile up. And the dishes, you have a small sink in your trailer. So you get the dishes done. But that's, it's, it's a different set of responsibilities than you have at home. I've got to mow the grass. I've got to trim the yard. I've got to, like, it's, it's, so it's almost relaxing with less responsibility. And then when you hit that wall, when you arrive at home and you look at the tall grass oh. or you look at the garden with the weeds or your flowers all died in the flower hot. <laughs> then it's then that's really that that wall that you just hit that you went, Oh, my God, oh my what
0: am I facing? Oh, uh, and yeah, and it, it doesn't life doesn't stop back at home, even if you're on the road living your dream. And those major shows it is. It, yeah, you completely hit the wall. And we don't do the majors
1: like other people do. I mean, those trainers that go all year long weeks at a time to the majors. I mean, that's completely you and I do it. Hopefully, once a summer, right? And we've just started doing those things. So, yeah, uh, it's it's not as crazy for us.
0: I can't imagine that people that do it week after week, week after, after week. week. Well, and it's funny because when I first started showing, when you and I were kids, it was a day show. I mean, mm-hmm. we went to a show during the day. 5 miles from home. Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal. And we had horse show hangover then. Had I known then that I would be doing what I'm doing now, I never would have believed it. And so even like you said, even though we do the, you know, many weekends in a row or or super long weeks at a time, again, the people who do it is way more than we do. Kudos to them. I mean, that is a huge huge lifestyle commitment. So you got your day show hangovers, you got your weekend show hangovers, you have your big show hangovers, and then you have horse show season hangover. And yet horse show season, it seems these days, doesn't really end. I mean, it used to be horse show season was June, July and August when we're up here in the northern states. But now... Man, we started showing in February down in Oklahoma City. I mean, and I live in Michigan. We live in Michigan. So we started in February in Oklahoma City.
1: And I think what we have right now, maybe it's not even like horse show hangover. It's mid-season crash. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, my God, we're only halfway through and we set these goals. And so (laughs) you can't stop. So we're midway through the season. Broke. <laughs> we stopped working out. So we're we're poor. poor. We're fat. fat. We've had too much alcohol. Not enough water. We're
0: sunburned. We need our hair done. Oh, my hair is like straw. <laughs> I didn't plan a garden because I knew I'd be gone. And so I'm tomato-less. Oh no, no, she's
1: not tomato-less. Because when I got here, we were talking, I actually did have some volunteer
0: plants come up in my garden. And so I, I do have some produce. She's gonna have some produce produce. for me. I I usually have this big, beautiful tomato garden. I mean, I pride myself on my tomatoes. I love tomatoes. I did not plant a garden this year because we were leaving and I knew I'd be gone a long time and it'd be stressing me out because I knew that my husband and my son wouldn't water them. So I just said, you know what? I'm gonna relieve that stress in my life and I'm not gonna have a garden. Well, it's now almost August and I am suffering because I don't have tomatoes by the bushels.
1: Well, she does have a couple of rogue tomato plants that came up in her backyard. It must be you toss some tomatoes out because she showed me she showed me her tomato plants and they're like at this time of the year they should be like four foot tall. Yeah. And it's like one foot tall with yeah. two little green and she's so excited.
0: <laughs> so excited. I'm like, look, the tomato plants knew that I needed them. <laughs> All
1: right. So, Gina, I have a question for you. So mm-hmm. it's it's mid season. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of us are making the decision mid season. Is there a goal at the end of the year? Do you keep working towards it? And for you, you had to switch horses in mm-hmm. the middle of the season for Lila. Mm-hmm. So do you continue forward? How do you get over? the mid-season hump? I mean, we all just returned from several weeks gone, finally catching up in our houses. How do you find that energy to go on for
0: the rest of the season? You know, I think that's a really good question. And I think it's different for all of us. I think different different factors drive each person towards pulling their lives together and getting on the road yet another weekend. I will tell you that Three, almost four weeks on the road for Lyle and I was, it was a big trip. I look back and I think about the miles I drove by myself. Lyle's asleep next to me. And yeah, we caravan, but I'm still driving myself. And I can't, sometimes I can't wrap my head around what we did, what we saw, what we lived through, the thrill of being in the Will Rogers Coliseum or in Watt Arena or all of the things that we did. And so I think for me, we took a little bit of time when that was done, and we went camping with our friends, and just kind of, we took a couple weeks just to kind of decompress. But I think I think that competing and horse showing is such an innate passion. It's just part of who you are and part of every cell in your body that when you haven't opened up your tack room or you haven't opened up your living quarters and you get that smell, that horse show smell. I don't know if it's leather, fly spray, shavings. You, you go up and you see your horse who's at the trainer and you look at her or him and you're like, gosh, I, you know, I just, this is just part of who we are. I think it's important that you take that break and then you kind of recalibrate or re-energize in some way. But I think different people are re-energized in different ways. It's also, motivating to look at, you know, pull up the APHA honor roll and where are we at? What are where are our points at? Now, as we know from the Plan B episode with injured horses that we recorded before we went down to Tulsa and Fort Worth, Lyle and I have had a major change midseason. I, I was just telling Lynn that we were pulling I was pulling up points and Lila was sent certified the, the Midwest, the Michigan, Indiana and Ohio paint associations together are, have the saddle series and Lila is leading the saddle series for the novice and she won't be able to finish. So she, because blue got hurt and she has switched over to her new horse, Willow. And so that can be, it's, it's frustrating and it's sad. And yet there's also that element of, I can't wait for 2022 now. You know, we're, we'll finish this show season. We're going to hit a couple more shows, but we're probably going to do a little bit more coasting now this fall because we have a brand new team. So I think it's, it's maybe finishing. I think the motivation comes from either finishing this year and finishing those goals. If Blue hadn't gotten hurt, we'd still be going hard. And it's, it's reaching that end and getting through that show season. And yet for us, it's, more the preparation for twenty twenty two and the excitement of the new team and do it should we get a new showmanship jacket since the horse looks different. I think it's I think it's different for every Person, Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's like that the mid-year hump or the mid-week, yeah. like
0: Wednesday is the yeah.
1: mid-week hump. And this is, you know, July is the- Is Wednesday. Is the, Yeah, it's <laughs> Wednesday for the year. Yeah. And you reevaluate. I mean, and for us, it was, you know, getting our horse's hocks injected and making sure that he was sound to finish the year and to take a little bit of break at home. But I mean, we don't have another show till the end of August. And when I think of that, I'm like, that's a long time. What yeah. are we going to do between now and then? Like, yeah. So I'm I'm glad to be home and refreshed. Our horses resting and, mm-hmm. and being refreshed. So, we're looking forward to finishing the year. And then I'm looking forward to next year when I oh, start showing.
0: So. I am so excited about that. I I can't wait. I mean, how long has it been since you've shown? I mean, you've never shown cutters, right? I've never shown a cutting horse. Never. Yeah. Do you the call fact, them cutters? Can, you cu- can I call them cutters? Yeah. You can okay. Call them a cutter. okay. Cutting horses, cut- which people look at, they're like, how do you? Okay.
1: So, speaking of explaining to somebody what a horse show hangover is like, yeah. how do you explain to somebody that knows nothing, nothing. about horses that your husband shows? Cutting horses. Uh, uh, bleh, uh, yeah, right? You don't get it. And then I have to go into the, sometimes it's just easier not to tell them what we do on the weekends yeah. than to try to explain what a cutting horse is.
0: Right. And I, it's taken me a while to figure it out with you guys doing it. So yeah, no, I am so excited. But how long has it been since you've shown? So Wyatt is, my youngest son
1: is going to be 22. Mm-hmm. And he was probably six years old the last time I showed a horse. <gasps> Holy moly. So it's been a long it's been a long
0: time and You're I sniffing thought, twenty years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I thought I wanted to do and I still might. Like I still have the desire to show showmanship and western pleasure. Mm-hmm. But first I'm going to show, I'm going to try to show a
0: cutting horse and stay on. And then maybe (laughs) I'll come show with you. Okay. Okay. And I might have to get into cutting. So (laughs) we'll see. And that's, you know what, that's the beauty of this industry is that I've shown miniature driving horses in Tulsa at ASPC AMHR. You can go from driving to cutting to pleasure horses to dressage. I mean, and yes, it takes a different skill, different horse, a different investment in the equipment and showing and, but there are so many things available to those of us who love horses. It's pretty fun. So, so yeah, we are at mid season, Crash, as I'm sure many of you are at midseason crash. So, we were talking about horse show hangovers, and actually, there was an article in the Equine Chronicle back in 2015, and it literally said there is there is no clinical definition of this industry phenomenon, and it is true. I mean, all of my girlfriends, all of our friends, they completely recognize this horse show hangover thing, and it doesn't have anything to do with alcohol usually right? It's just alcohol is a part of the whole crash.
1: And not for everybody. Not no. everybody indulges. No, no. Sometimes you don't have time to indulge or you're so exhausted that you just don't have
0: it in you to indulge. 100%. So it said, then I read this other article. It was from horsenation.com. And it talked about signs that you know that you have a horse show hangover. The first one is that everything hurts. Everything in on, in, over that touches your body hurts. And it's such a horse show is such a different pace. It's it's walking, lifting, running in a panic. It's the stress of sitting there. It's the worry. It's the inability to really relax because you're afraid you're gonna miss your class or you're not gonna get lunged in time or you didn't put the fake tail in or oh my gosh, I forgot the earplugs. I mean it's a different pace lifting, carrying, cleaning Walking. Walking on concrete.
1: Yes. Like all that, that all day long of walking on concrete. And I probably wear totally inappropriate shoes too. Either, <laughs> so if I'm wearing cowboy boots, mm-hmm. they're not the most comfortable shoes to walk in. Or I'm sorry to say, all the 4-H leaders out there would be just shocked. But sometimes I wear flip-flops. <gasps> but I'm not – that's when I'm, like, in the stands. And I'm not okay. around the horses. If I'm around the horses, I will try
0: to wear some sort of shoes on my feet. But my that feet get hot. absolutely makes me think of our good friend Julie Harnish, who would be completely appalled at your statement. Because <laughs> she – I I always think about the different pictures that she posts on Facebooks of people who wear flip-flops around horses, and they're literally missing – Toes. The skin has been ripped away. So don't follow Lynn's advice. No, it's no,
1: it's terrible advice. And I really do I really but again, if I'm just gonna be in the stands or you just jump out of the trailer to go check on things. Yeah. Yeah. But again,
0: yeah. Then I get sores between my toes from that thing in my flip flop. Right. So A, everything hurts. You know you have a horse show hangover when your body Hurts. When you wake up on Monday morning and you cannot lift your arms, your legs, walking across the floor to the bathroom or the kitchen, hurts. Actually, is good exercise, but it's just done such in a condensed format at a horse show. It's exhausting.
1: Well, and I think that we eat completely the wrong foods, too. Oh. Because unless you do a good job of packing your trailer, mm-hmm. and I try to do that, but then at some point, you just break into the chips. Oh, chips and dip. The hot dogs the bad i the bad the bad choices start coming because it's you're nervous stress mm-hmm. eating mm-hmm. you're looking for something quick because, you have 2 seconds yeah. to throw something down so then, and i think that contributes to The bad feelings when you get home, too, (laughs) with all the
0: really poor choices you made in meals. Do you have, I know Lila and I have certain things, traditional items that we put in our trailer to eat at horse shows. So like we've got Yoder's Market down the road from us. It's amazing. They have amazing deli meat. I always take shaved, smoked turkey, and I always roll it up. And I, co- I can walk and eat that as I'm making my way from one barn to the next. Lila always makes me pick up this fruit dip. And so the good news is that I know she's eating fruit because there is dip. Although I think she eats like a half cup of fruit dip to one grape. And there's like a cup of sugar yeah. in the fruit dip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but we do that too. We stock up at Yoder's. We've been known mm-hmm. to pull in with our our truck and trailer and stop at Yoder's mm-hmm. and definitely load up on the meats and the cheeses and try mm-hmm. to make
0: health, healthy choices. Try to and try to fit in that time to eat. But I think that that's that's a fun part about the showing is having your little traditions, and mm-hmm. I think food's a big part of that too. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, everything hurts. Second sign that you have horse show hangover is that your skin is angry and raw. And that reminds me of the days back when we would go to those one-day horse shows. And as we said in the beginning, you have wet feet, the sun is shining on you, you're sunburned on your shoulders, your ears are red, your nose is red, your lips are fried. Nowadays when we show, we are in usually a coliseum or a covered pen, and all I have to worry about is chafing. <laughs>
1: And we're pasty white. Yes, and pasty white with chafing. In the past, like, which is better? Like, we would have a horse show tan, mm-hmm. which would be like a farmer's tan, tan, and probably have a lot of age spots and potential mm-hmm. skin cancer spots mm-hmm. from Saggy my neck years. skin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. From from the outside shows. And now we're just pasty white because
0: mm-hmm. we're inside. Inside all the, the time. time. Sweating, but still inside. Yes. 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 Okay. So then the next one is that you know you have horse show hangover if you're replaying your rides or your goes. And live. And I were driving someplace, and she's looking at her phone like all teenagers do. And I glanced over at it, and I could see there was a horse in the picture. And I'm like, What are you watching? And she goes, Oh, I'm watching some of the patterns from the world show, from the Paint World show. And I'm like, Oh, she is my child. We watch the videos of our goes as soon as we get home. Do you do that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like every time and and I think that's a big thing in cutting. Like mm-hmm. everybody you're there first of all they they are required to record every episode as a requirement of cutting so that oh. if the judge has a review, they mm-hmm. can go back and review it. So you can buy your video or I'm always on my iPhone video on yes. Kevin's run. And a lot of times, like, when there's something really great that happens, I miss the move because <laughs> I'm so know. excited. So he, I try to be careful about it. But, yeah, no, we we definitely video it. And it's fun, especially when it's a good run. Um, and when you finally, like, crash at the end of the night or whatever in the trailer and watching your runs or on the way home watching. Or if it doesn't go well, <laughs> trying to figure out
0: how to, how to fix mistake.
1: it. And so I'm a really good um, – critic because I've been watching a lot the last year and a half. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm an expert. Of course. So I I really try to coach Kevin up. (laughs) (laughs) And so I recently, I bought a horse. And so next year I plan to, I have some goals and and I'm planning to show a cutting horse next year. I cannot Wait. Well, I'm excited about it. However, I have been much more kinder to Kevin <laughs> since I bought a horse because I know paybacks are going to be hell. Like he can't come out of the pen, and I can't look at him and roll like the little eye roll, right? Or the like the after 34 years of marriage, there's just subtle things yeah. that th- he knows. The I comments, think and, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I have been a much better fan knowing that I've got a horse for next year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be so much fun. Well, and you talk about the videoing errors. Lila knows that I do the showmanship pattern when she's doing it with a video in my hand. I would say I probably miss a good third of her patterns because when she's pivoting, I'm turning too. And so I get her out of frame. Or when she's on the rail, I'm loping too, or she's doing the pattern. I'm a terrible videographer. Our friend, Anna Overway, who shows with us, Anna is a beautiful, wonderful girl. And she always knows that she needs to video Lila because I will do a terrible job. So hats off to Anna for saving me on that. Okay, another sign that you have horse show hangover is that your house is a flipping disaster. I mean, flipping disaster. You get home, like you said, the grass is high, there's dust, your husband didn't do the dishes. I mean, nobody cleaned the cat litter. Nobody cleaned the cat litter. Your, the animals that you have left at home need, you know, the barn's dirtier than you'd want to be. Again, I didn't plant a garden. My garage is kind of a mess. It's that whole. We really need to have somebody come live at our house when we're gone, but we can't afford that. No. No. (laughs) Another one is that you know you have horse show hangover when you try to relate to people who are not at the horse show, and you can't. And this article from Horse Nation said, You appreciate their efforts and recognize that you should be polite and actively listen to what they have to say, but you can't at all. You're still thinking about your rides, your sore body, and your fatigue that's all you can do. That's it. There's no space for anything else. People that don't go to horror shows who are not with you on the weekend cannot comprehend how you feel, what you're thinking about, or what it took for you to drag your sorry self to work.
1: Well, and then there's those people that want to schedule the Monday morning conference oh. call at 8am. Are you kidding me? Like who? What? Those are the people that just basically, they spent that Sunday relaxing in their lawn chair by the pool and did nothing strenuous to have an 8am conference call oh. on Monday and think that I'm going to be intelligent at that point. Well, I think my way through it. Well, but I'm going to tell you, those are tough on me.
0: Well, yeah. And the thing is, is that on the other hand, though, it's kind of like... You don't feel a lot of pressure because you're like, I at this point, I don't even care if I get fired.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then you're oh, I just wrote a big check. I need to keep my job. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> okay. So those are some signs. I have a couple. This is how I survive my horse show hangovers, or at least how I try to reduce them when I get home on a Sunday. Number one is I try to stay hydrated at shows. And I know that we've talked about this, but I try to always, whenever, even if I'm not thirsty, I try to grab a water or a Gatorade or something. And I know that's pretty common and typical advice, but we just don't do it.
1: No. And it's so funny because I, so again, I'm I'm Kevin's assistant yeah. and I'm helping him. So I always try to keep him hydrated with right. water. I'm always bringing him a water. I'm like, you need a water? Yeah. How about a Powerade Zero? Yeah. You probably need to replace your electrolytes
0: yeah. because yeah. I need him to be sharp when he goes to show his horse. <laughs> And I do the same thing for Lila. But you and I, we're usually holding the glass of wine. (laughs) doesn't help the hangover. <laughs> well, and then, so then we talked about it earlier too, like there's the,
1: like hydrating by drinking water, but then you've got to hydrate your skin. So my friend, Jennifer Buchanan, who's my horse show buddy and her friend, Casey Neptune. So at the horse, at the Ohio horse show recently, I was spritzing their faces with <laughs> cucumber water mist or whatever, this little spritzer. And then when we were in Texas, Jennifer was spritzing my face. And so Aww. anyway, it's like
0: our little horse show. Oh, It's like a, a walking spa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I oh. mean, we smell gross. <laughs> well, I do think the cucumber would make you smell quite lovely.
1: Well, it's better on top of the... Mm-hmm.
0: The dirt, yeah. sweat. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then sometimes there'll be trails of dust dripping down your face. Yeah, and mascara and... Oh, yeah, the mascara thing. Mm-hmm. And I try to buy waterproof, but no. No, yeah, it all... it all, Well, when it's 90 degrees with 100% humidity, there is no hope. I mean, right. I'm going to tell you, when we went down to Oklahoma and Texas for the World Shows... I tried to be very proactive and pack cute clothes, you know? Yes. Oh, my gosh. By day four, my mother even sent me a message. She could see me on the, on the video cam watching. I was sitting in the stands. Her message to me was, you look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> she took a screenshot of me sitting there. She goes, you look terrible. Terrible. And I did. I felt <laughs> terrible. My hair was up in a knot on top of my head. I think I had glasses on. I had a really dirty tank top on. Lynn, I didn't care. I didn't care if I didn't look cute. I was just hot and miserable and tired.
1: Yeah. And at that point in the show, like nobody really even cares what
0: you look like. Everybody is at the same point of exhaustion. My friends didn't care. And that's why I love them so much. <laughs> I mean, I love our horse show friends. Aren't they the best? Truly, they
1: are truly Mm -hmm. the, and you and I talk about this a lot too, Mm -hmm. but, um, you get to a point in your life as adults where you hang out with the people that are, that have similar interests Mm -hmm. that support you, Mm -hmm. that they're clapping for you Mm -hmm. when you win. They're, Sad for you mm-hmm. when you're struggling, lose. but there's nothing better than that that group of friends that you have at they, the show. They bring joy to your life, absolutely. And we have truly found that in the yeah. USCHA cutting. I mean, mm-hmm. we we love all of those people so much. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why we keep driving back to Texas
0: to show mm-hmm.
1: because of the people.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. And what's fun for Lynn and I is that we actually have a similar friend, Angela Shirey. She, her daughter, and my daughter show out of the same paint horse barn, but Ange also shows with Lynn in some of the livestock events. And it's so much fun. And she's one of those people that we truly cherish. So Ange, here's a shout out to you because you've made Lynn and I's life so much sun shinier, and we love to spend time with you. So anyway...
1: Well, and speaking of Angela, and Mm -hmm. just a shout out for her winning details and the custom shoes she's doing now. Oh. They're
0: so cute. Oh, I can't. Whenever she goes to post a new picture, I always get so excited. She is so artistic. They are, you guys have to check them out. Go to Facebook, go to Winning Details, and you can see, and it's also Detail Diva, because that's where she's selling her shoes from. Such a talent. And it's so fun to see another woman who's about our age, Mm-hmm. branch out and do these exciting things too. And she was just kind of the media spokesperson or the media manager of the MLE. Yes. And so we were able to see some of our own horse people who showed at MLE and see some of their successes because of Angela. So anyway, yeah, our horse show friends are Critically important to our fun, and you know, again, that's another sign that you have horse show hangover is that you really don't want to talk to anybody in your life other than the people that you just survive the weekend with. That is
1: so true. <laughs> that is so true. Like you just like a little text, like, "Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, you tired."
0: I'm so tired. <laughs> or you send them a meme of like the kid who's getting dragged around the merry-go-round, <laughs> and you're like, "There are not enough cups of coffee in the day to get me to lunch, right?" right. So there are definitely people that you know throughout the day. You're like, "I'm just, I am dragging," and they get it. They totally get it because they love it too. So my second advice is that for me to avoid horse show hangover to a degree. I know this sounds kind of like a buzzkill, but I plan for my departure as soon as I arrive at the show. And I know that sounds counterintuitive. She's OCD. I'm not. I know. But the thing is that when we get there, I think about, okay, I got to make sure I put my trailer someplace where I'm definitely going to be able to hook up without getting blocked in. When I unload things, I unload it in a certain way. Let's say that Lila's done with showmanship. Okay, it's Saturday morning. She's done with showmanship. I carry that show halter and those show clothes. I hang them on a hanger. I don't throw them in a wad. Well, back up. She throws them in a wad. I go in, pick them up, hang them up nicely, put them in the garment bag. I bring them back to the trailer. So as she's done with certain events, I bring that stuff back to my trailer because in the past, I've just left everything in the tax stall. And then at the end of the show on Sunday night, I've got everything to pack. And I have historically just thrown it into the trailer and like, oh, you know what? I'm going to deal with this when I get home. Well, when you get home, there's no time to deal with it. And so it stays in a big dirty wad and I go off to work on Monday. Well, so my tip for myself to help me keep sane is that as the show progresses, every time I walk back to my living quartered horse trailer or my bus or to go to the hotel or the truck or the trailer, whatever I have with me, I carry something with me. It makes the end of the show so much better. And so that's the difference between Gina and
1: I. (laughs) Our voices may sound similar. And if you're ever around us together, we have similar mannerisms Mm -hmm. and we look alike in in certain ways. Mm -hmm. I'm not OCD. (laughs) We are always the last trailer to pull out of the facility because I don't organize.
0: I don't. <laughs> You're a thrower her.
1: I am. Oh, I am. I've fat. tried to be better about it. Mm-hmm. But when our boys were showing livestock... Mm-hmm. Well, and then I mean, when you're showing when you're showing livestock, if you're there at the end of the show, that means you've done well because you made it to the final drive. Mm-hmm. So that's part of the reason mm-hmm. that hopefully we were still there. <laughs> but even the other people that made it the final drive loaded up and were out of there before us. We were terrible at that.
0: Uh, Lynn and I are very different when it comes to that. I mean, like if there's a break, it's like Saturday afternoon, and Lila's shown in the hunter under saddle, and we're waiting through five hundred million equitation patterns, dude. I'm at the gas station filling up with diesel. I mean, I bust out of there, I get my diesel fill- my diesel tank filled out, so I don't have to do it on Sunday. If I'm in Mason, I'll go over and pay for my shavings when I've got a break. I am constantly thinking about, okay, what can I do right now to help us get out of here in an efficient manner? Because when I am dead, I want on my tombstone, she was efficient. <laughs> it's all about efficiency. So that's one of my tips that helps me avoid horse show hangover. The, the third one is that I always try to pack in an organized fashion. And actually, I learned that from our trainer, Heather Brower. I always felt like I was packing in an organized way. But every time I packed, I did it a little differently. I have learned that I always put the lunge line on a certain hook and I always put the lunge rope or the lunge whip with it. I always put the showmanship boots in their boot bag and I put it in a certain spot. I mean, I literally know where the scissors are. I have a certain spot For everything. Therefore, when I need it, I know exactly where to get it. I know that I've got earplugs in three different locations. So that if for some reason my lovely teenage daughter has not put them back where they need to be, I know I can go someplace else and I can get them in a hurry. And you know, and actually I just pause there for a second because I did think of one thing. And I've worked with other trainers who were very insistent that Lila or Lauren or whatever kid I had with me helped pack that's really against everything in my being because I don't want my child to help me pack. She's type A. I am type A. I don't want her to help me because she's going to put some something someplace stupid and I'm not going to be able to find it. Now, if I can say, here, Lila, go put this here, go put this there, maybe, but I need to know for my own peace of mind where everything is. And if she packs, it's going to be a complete shit show. So this has me
1: worried for next year when I start showing because (laughs) I totally leave it up to Kevin to pack All of his horse stuff. Like he packs his saddle, all of his equipment. He does all of that. And so next year when I'm showing a horse, I'm going to have to start paying attention to that stuff.
0: You're going to have to pay attention because there's going to be, you think you have all the time in the world at a horse show. Then all of a sudden you have second call and your horse's tail, well, you probably don't have to put fake tails in. No. Yeah. Or your tail's not in or you can't find the right saddle pad or all of a sudden you had all the time in the world and now you have no time. And it's panic, total panic. That is kind of
1: the nice thing, though, about showing cutting horses, is that you really don't have all of the equipment Mm. that you do for showing Mm -hmm. the all-around events like you do.
0: Yeah, it is. And again, like we talked about it in our fashion episode, you don't have one outfit anymore. You've got your showmanship outfit. You've got your equitation outfit. You've got your hunter-under-saddle outfit, trail, Western pleasure, horsemanship, Western riding. I mean, there's a complete outfit change for virtually every class, which it's Fun, but there's a lot of stuff to look after. Okay, and so my final tip, and you've already touched on this a little bit, for the love of God, if you can take a nap. I mean (laughs) and when I'm talking nap, I'm not saying crawl up into your gooseneck, pull the covers over your head and sleep. That's impossible. But I try to force myself and I try to force Lila, like during the day, just to sit. You know, sit, close your eyes. And I have to do it in a way where I'm in a chair and I'm sitting up and I can hear the announcer because if I can't hear that announcer and I don't know where we're at, where are we at, that whole phrase that we want to say and ask a million times, yeah. where are we at? Where are we at? What class are we on? What class are we on? How many's in this class? Yeah. Is there 24? Is there 10? I mean, what go are we on? You know, how many more to go? I have to be able to hear the announcer. Otherwise, I'm a complete mess. And so for me, taking my naps is sitting in a chair with my eyes closed. But you got to do it. I mean, you have to try to rest your body a little bit. Do you have any tips to avoid horse show hangover? All of the things that we just talked about.
1: Yeah. I mean, right. I mean, so make sure you're having fun, though. Yes. we Make sure that it's... Fun and that you're making it fun for your spouse, your child, whatever. I mean, so that you come home with a good feeling, winner, win or losing. And I think that that's something that I really just tried to remind myself as Kevin and I took a long run and and we had ups and downs. I mean, mm-hmm. he had weekends where he did great, and then he had weekends where he did okay. Mm-hmm. And what? And I am super competitive. Like it is like I am competitive to a fault. And so for me, I had to remind myself that I'm so lucky and blessed to be doing this with my Mm -hmm. best friend of 34 years, my husband, and that we're making memories Mm -hmm. and that it's not about the award at the end of the show or the end of the year, but it's just living our best life. So live your best life.
0: Live your best life and try to avoid those horse show hangovers. so that's our story this week. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to spending more time with you and sharing stories of our industry. See you next week.